Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Down, down, yeah, so still going on in the cricket at uh, Ahmedabad. Australia 2 for 168. They lead by 77. Just take the bales off and and take uh, uh, basically it. Uh, it's going to be a tame draw. Steve Smith's out there. He's on eight and Marnus Levershay in 58. So nothing much has happened today. Uh, India haven't been able to uh, get into the Australian batting lineup and Australia have been quite content to uh, just occupy the crease and try and get themselves possibly in a position where they can bowl India out. But time is of the essence now, and I reckon they'll play till probably, I reckon, about 6 o'clock, and then they'll uh, draw stumps. Anyway, let's get back to AFL. That's what everybody is excited about. The season gets underway on Thursday. It's Carlton against Richmond, followed by uh, the likes of Collingwood and Geelong on Friday. A lot of interest, certainly on this side of the country, to see how the West Coast Eagles go against North Melbourne at Marvel and also the Fremantle Dockers play at Marvel against St Kilda. A man that has had some exciting experiences with both clubs is a man that uh, is synonymous with footy fans here in Western Australia and also carved out a name for himself uh, at Moorabbin as well. We're talking about Brett Peake and he joins us on the program now. Hey, Brett. How are we? Lovely to catch up with you. You're just rattling and rolling there. Where have we got you? Oh, I was just about to get in the ute and, uh, and head back home. I'm, I'm down uh, in the Great Southern in God's country. Is that right? The Great Southern. Let me throw a dart at the Great Southern map and see if I can hit the target. Albany? Just east of Albany. Correct. Uh, what's just east of Albany? Is that where you are at the moment or are you living in Albany? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is no, no, no. We live uh, sort of 70 k's east of Albany. Yeah, and uh, been down here for pretty much yeah two years. Coming up to two years, it's a beautiful part of um, of WA, uh, let alone Australia. And um, yeah, we've just fallen in love with the place, and obviously still running around the footy oval trying to get a kick. Oh, you're still playing, are you? Still playing. So who are you playing for? So, who are you playing for? So playing for the El- Albany Sharks. Ah, not the Royals. No, not the Royals. They're the uh, yeah, the cross town rivals. Uh, good stuff. You still getting a kick? Um, playing full forward, at, you know. At this, I'm 40 this year, so I'm getting on in age, but I still feel that I can keep it up with the young boys. So, um, yeah, I'm just a sneaky little forward pocket that kicks a goal here and there. Please, 40. God, what I'd give to be actually 40 again, uh, Brett. Don't worry about that. <laughs> You've probably realised just how quickly the the years fly. Uh, here you are, 40, and what 12 years ago. You're a, a young 20-plus-year-old running around an AFL grand final. Does it seem just like yesterday, or is that now a long time ago? No, it, it, I had a conversation with someone. The uh, We had Claremont Footy Club come down and do a camp, and I was speaking to Ash Prescott, and um, it it feels like yesterday that I was involved in, in the AFL uh, realm. And But, yeah, when, when you put it in terms of it's over a decade ago, and... Mm. Um, 
I, I still, maybe because I'm still involved and still playing that uh, it feels like it was yesterday. But yeah, in the context of things, a lot's happened since I've uh, finished football and, and since that, you know, that moment in 2010 when we uh, drew the grand final and then lost the grand final. Yeah, exactly. Uh, drawing grand final, as we said, if that bounce went Stephen Mills' way, uh, the drought would have been broken for St. Gattle from 1966. Were you surprised with Ross Lyon going back? No, I think um, he's too good to be out of out of the coaching environment. Um, oh, so many people knocking because, I suppose, of, of the way that he goes about it. But I've said it before, and and I'll say it again. He's the best coach that I've ever had. Um, if you know the people say if the ball bounced a particular way, if Fremantle could have kicked straight, he would have been you know against Geelong. He could have been a three-time premiership coach and he would have gone down as one of the greatest coaches uh, to ever coach AFL but it's not the case and yet he, he's he got his uh, mockers and his haters and I just think it's it's undeserved and you know the AFL industry coaching is a tough gig but he must be doing something right to get teams there and I think St Kilda have made you know in, in the 150th year they've um, he's done something right to be to get teams to the last day in September, and I think it was the best decision for him. And I think um, I was just reading the other day. I think we've got a massive injury list, but uh, mm. it'll it'll come. And I think I think the decision was the right one. You spent five years at Frio, three at St Kilda. The fact that you played in two grand finals, okay, in the one year, twenty ten, because of the draw, you would have enjoyed your time probably at St Kilda more than Frio. Yeah, I did, um, and the sole reason that. Uh, the, the the club, um, I suppose the playing group was a, was a lot closer. Um, maybe because we were having on-field success may, may have had something to do with it. I haven't sort of dived into it sort of deep enough to go why. I really enjoyed my time in Melbourne because Melbourne was the mecca of football. Everything's going on. Plus, I loved my surfing and I got to meet some uh, incredible people down the Torquay coastline. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of that, that probably made to it. And, and maybe because Dad did what he did in WA to get out of that shadow, I suppose, per se, and go over to Melbourne, uh, you know, may have had something to do with it. There's some decent players at St Kilda in your time. You know, Nick Revolt, uh, Milne we spoke about, Brendan Goddard, Lenny Hayes. I tell you what, it was a star-studded outfit, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm, obviously I'm giving a little bit back now and uh, helping out with uh, the 16s at Albany Sharks. And some of the young kids, you know, ask me uh, about some of the players that I played with. And it, it just gets you to go back in time. Like some of the players that I'm talking about, they have to go and Google to find out who they are. But um, I got to play with some genuine, at both clubs, at Fremantle and St Kilda. But I got to play with some of the greatest players in, in the modern era. And, and Lenny Hayes will probably go down as, you know, probably one or two that I got to play with about the way that he went about his football, both on and off field, and just the person that he was. Um, but, yeah, very fortunate that I got to play with with some of the greats. Yeah, no, it certainly was an exciting time. Saying that, uh, Brett, uh, you're playing footy. I'd like to get your thoughts on country footy. Mark Duffield, who works for this network, actually also penned a piece saying that country footy generally is on its knees. It's struggling a fraction. Now, you live in the Great Southern. We know that country football was the lifeblood of a lot of a country towns over the years. How are you finding it, uh, being off the beaten track with where country footy's at? 
Yeah, I, I would have um, I would have read that article, but it was behind a firewall, I think they call it, and you've got to pay for it, so yeah. I couldn't read it. But I do agree, um, and the sole factor in that is you, you have to go out. So we're in the Great Southern, so we're kind of lucky because we're sort of in a, in a, in a bigger town. But you go out to the Younger Up League, which is the next sort of competition outside. All the farmers, um, they're getting bigger. So the, the the farming families are getting bigger, which is obviously then pushing, you know, the families out further and further and further. So is country footy dead? Yeah, I think he is right. It, it is. And for Albany, our furthest team that we play is now Barker and Denmark. It's half an hour drive. So for country footy to stay alive, we're going to have to drive further. We're going to have to drive an hour and a half, two hours, and incorporate some of those other leagues and merge them in to um, closer regions and travel. That's the only way we can fix it, and it ha- and it has to be done. And in that um, saying that, it will sort of keep country footy alive because there is some serious players that I've played with both in my time in the South West League and now in the in the Great Southern League that are serious players that could easily go off and play waffle football, but they choose not to for maybe family work commitment wise. Um, and, and people in the country regions love their footy. Footy, it's, it's an Australian sport. They love it. They want to go watch a good footy game. So I think a lot needs to be done in, in the coming years. Otherwise, yeah, I think he is right. I think um, it is in dire straits. Saying that, uh, you said at the top of the chat that you're coaching 16-year-olds. Is that correct? Yeah, helping out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't commit full-time because that takes me away from... Uh, taking the family on, on adventures, surfing, fishing, diving. Yeah. So um, obviously on training nights when I'm in town, because it's about a 45-minute uh, drive into town, um, I'll get in there a little bit earlier. And, you know, I don't know much about footy. I know a little bit. And if I can pass on a little bit of my knowledge down to the next generation, well, I'm, I'm mm. giving back in some way, shape or form. Because the reason I ask that question is certainly in the metro area, when you get to about 16 or 17, footy sometimes becomes secondary and, young people, whether it be boys or girls, that look at uh, other leisure activities. Are you noticing that maybe in the country or is it better in the country because there isn't that many options? No, it's definitely better in the in the country um, because I suppose they're not uh, exposed to, I suppose, what I call the concrete jungle, which is, which is any major city. Um, and, and sport, especially down here in Albany, sport is massive. It's such a crucial part of uh, the, the kids' upbringing, and, and they and they do love it. But there is a stage where, you know, they get to 16, 17, 18, and, and they, they have to make choices, and sometimes those choices aren't the right choice. So it's one of those things. The individual, you know, makes that choice and has to... Uh, deal with the consequences, whether it be good or bad. Um, and, and that's why I just want to go back. You know, I'm certainly not, not an angel. And when I was young, I made wrong choices. But it's just giving giving back and giving them sort of an out, outline of, you know, potentially where their sport, not necessarily footy, um, can sort of take them and, and sort of what lay ahead in their life. Mm. Well, you're sounding really content, Brett, which is really great to hear. You seem like you're, you're very comfortable with uh, the space you're at at the moment with your family and where you're living and, and your commitment certainly to sport and Australian rules footy. Saying that, I've spoken to a couple of former footballers that played at the Eagles and at Fremantle that played roughly in your era. And I asked them, do, do you follow it closely? And I must admit, more, more than 50% of the people that I ask that is past AFL footballers, either for the Eagles or Dockers, saying, nah, mate, I don't really watch that much of it these days. I, I do other things. 
What about Brett Peake? Do you watch much of the AFL? Oh, a couple of years ago when I was doing a little bit of uh, commentary for the ABC, I would I would sort of watch it just to keep in the loop and <laughs> made sure I knew the names that were playing and, uh, you know, just to, just to get some quotes. But to be honest, uh, the life that I live with my family uh, it sort of takes me away from watching footy and that's, I'm happy with that. Like footy was a job for a long period of time. Um, I'm still playing because my body's able to. So if I'm if I'm in town and we're training and, and there's a game on, well, it will be in the background. I'll, I'll take a little bit of interest, but I certainly won't go out of my way, um, whether that be a home and away game, a final or the grand final. I'll, I certainly will put family first and, and going and exploring and adventures than watching a game of footy. So... Last year, I, oh, I could count on probably two hands the amount of games mm-hmm. I watched um, over last year. Interesting comment you made there because that's exactly the line that I got from a couple of people that I spoke to last week. It was my job, but now I'm, I've got the opportunity because I've got a lot more time on my hands to do other things that I perhaps missed out on. Saying that, how do you see St Kilda from the games you saw last year and what you've seen with both sides recruiting? Luke Jackson, of course, is a big name that's come to Fremantle. Ross Lyon is the big name that's gone to St Kilda as the coach and you mentioned that he was the best coach that you were under. How do you see the respective clubs going from the knowledge that you've got with the respective squads? Yes, St Kilda, obviously with their injury list, and I I only know that because um, one of the farmers around the corner was talking about it. Um, So that potentially may hurt them. so if they can get some of their key players back on the track, well, that's obviously certainly going to help. Uh, saying that, I, I think they can still finish, oh, you know, that seven, seven, eight, nine, ten position uh, if everything sort of falls their way. Fremantle, obviously, they've recruited. They had a really good year last year. This is this is going to be their year. I don't think they're going to be a, a sort of a five to eight team. They're either going to be a top four or they're going to completely bottom out. I think it's going to be one or the other. Um, I probably haven't looked at it enough to, you know, I'm sitting on the fence a little bit because if I knew a little bit more, I'd be able to like, yep, they're going to finish top four and they're going to make a a push for the finals. Um, I just haven't read, I don't watch the TV, I don't read the news. So I suppose I'm not equipped enough to make a, a, you know, a comment, but I'm only going off last year and I I know um, they had a very good year last year. I've seen some of the games, you know, some of their kids are, are very promising. So if their re- recruits in uh, O'Meara and Jackson can fire, I think that's certainly going to help them finish top four. Great. A couple of final questions. Kids, how many have you got? Two, six and three. Ah, fantastic. What a great stage of your life. Uh, boy or girl? Oh, it's, nah, both girls. And oh, I, good uh, luck. I think, I, I think I'm just getting, <laughs> uh, getting it back for the grease that I gave mum and dad when I was a little checker. Uh, yeah, I had two daughters. They're adults now. But, yeah, interesting girls, particularly when they become teenagers. And finally, do you see the old man much? I suppose living down south, you don't see him as much. But how's he going? No, he's going well. I, I, we make trips to Perth, um, oh, not quite regularly, but w- that we use that as a base when we've got to uh, get to Perth. And uh, we stay with them so they can see the, the grandkids. And he's going well, still playing golf, still hitting them straight down the middle. And, uh I had to give it to him the other day because he hasn't had a hole in one for a while. So I think it's been, I think it's been two years and he's up to 22. So um, saying that, he'll probably go get one uh, this Saturday. Yeah, no, he's a good man. I did a function with him actually last year. It was good fun. Uh, just quickly, uh, how far's Pinger up from you? 
192Ks. Is it? I might be going there, and actually. The only reason I know that, the yeah. only reason I know that is because we're playing a scratch match this Saturday against Lake Grace Pinger Up at Pinger Up. Yeah. And there's a there's a race day after. Correct. And I'll Correct. That, that we that we play the game in the middle of the race course. There you go. That's right. That. Well, I'm I might be going down there because my young fella actually calls horse racing uh, for TAB Radio and Sky Channel. So he's going to be going and calling that meeting. Would you believe? And I thought well, I might take the drive down there and just see what it's like. So I might see you, mate. Actually, kicking a footy in the middle of the ground. Well, get down there, and uh, and you can you can watch the the grey-haired fossil maybe kick a few goals <laughs> if uh, Lake Grace will let me. Good on you, mate. Lovely to reconnect. Uh, thanks for joining us, Brett, and uh, great to see that you're living the life, as they say. And uh, good luck for this season playing there in Albany. Muchly appreciated. Thank you. Good on you, Brett Peak, joining us here on uh, Sports Day. Hope you've enjoyed that. Of course, brought to you by Toolmart, the Complete Tool Centre. And also, Kia, a fair player, wasn't he? And as I said, he had the pleasure and the privilege of playing in not one, but two grand finals a week apart, the 2010 AFL grand final. Collingwood drew with St Kilda and, of course, in the Magpies uh, comfortably in the replay. And Brett Peake was there. And uh, when I looked at the actual team for St Kilda, uh, I'll just pull it up, actually. It was... uh, Pretty much a star-studded lineup. Graham Dawson, Gilbert, of course, Zach Dawson, who came to Fremantle, played at fullback. Jason Blake, Sam Fisher, and Robert Eddy. The centre line was a good one. Brendan Goddard, Nick Del Santo, Del, Del Santo, and Farron Ray came from the Perth Footy Club, didn't he, Farron Ray? Then they had Brett Peake on the half-forward line, Justin Kaczynski and Lee Montagna. Forward line, Adam Schneider, Nick Revolt was the captain, and Stephen Milne, the following division, Michael Gardner, formerly West Coast Eagles. Had an interesting time over here. Lenny Hayes and Clint Jones in the interchange was Dempster, McWalter, Gwilt, and Stephen Bacon. The coach was Ross Lyon. That was the Saints 2010 version. And we spoke to one of them on the program. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll go round ball next because the glory somehow, let me tell you, somehow won a game that they shouldn't have won on Friday night, and we'll speak to the hero after the break here on Sports Day.